Первая книга Паралипоменон. Глава 29. 1 Chronicles 29:12. И богатство и слава от лица твоего. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. According to Scripture, according to this place of Scripture, wealth can be a result of the glory of God, which comes from God's face, as well as the result of dishonor that comes from the face of mammon. All will depend on our regard to God's face from where this unique nature of wealth comes from, which is the result of his glory. We need to note that separate from the presence of God's face, a person is not able to differentiate the glory of God from the glory of man, and as a result, a person can't behave in the right way when it comes to wealth. Therefore, saints that end up in a difficult materialistic circumstance need to not search for new loans or special programs to get out of their financial hardship, but the ways that would be able to turn the favorable face of our Heavenly Father upon them, from whom glory comes, that swallows up our dishonor, which is the poverty that we have. One of the ways that can turn the favorable face of God upon us is the existing component of blessed poverty, which is a necessity or a necessary condition to be able to turn God's favor upon us. As it is written, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 5.3. There is a nature of poverty that exists because of curses, which demonstrates itself in dependence on physical wealth, that regardless of how much of it you have, is not able to satisfy the demands or wants of a person. And there is a nature of poverty that exists because of God's blessing, that first demonstrates itself in being dependent on God, and second, it demonstrates itself in control over money. A person that is dependent on God is a person who has turned the favorable face of their Heavenly Father upon themselves. A person who depends on wealth is a person who has placed himself in dependence of mammon, prompting the wrath of God upon, his, upon himself. To place himself in dependence of God's face it is necessary for us to dedicate our heart to God, and for this purpose it is necessary that what is valuable or precious to us be given to God for God's use, and then our heart will follow what is precious to us. As it is written, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. To destroy the might and governance of Egypt over the sons of Israel, God needed to destroy all of the firstborn of Egypt, both man and beast. To destroy the might and governance of corrupted wealth over our essence, it is necessary for us to dedicate all of the firstborn of our state to God, that is, our tithes and our offerings. And then our heart will follow our treasure that is dedicated to God in the presence of His face. And if giving of tithes will be a wise and voluntary decision to honor God, to acknowledge His authority over yourself, and demonstrate your love to God within these offerings, then this act will call 
for the favorable face of God that will co cover us with blessings within the measure and within the level that in the moment will be good to God and not necessarily us. If the saints would understand the little that they have from God and would begin to thank God for that little that they have, they would in this way give God the ability to increase that little <coughs> in a way that all of their needs would be covered and they would still have more after. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he, look, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves, and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled, and they took up twelve baskets full of fragments of the fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were about five thousand men. Mark 6, 41 through 44. If you can imagine, there's also women and children uh, that uh, that were there as well. Even if each uh, individual, sometimes at that time, men had more than one wife, but imagine just having one wife and children. The, the crowd was very, very large if there were only 5,000 men. According to Scripture, the ability to be thankful and to thank God for the little that God has trusted us with is the result of great gain or great wealth. God took the little, or Jesus uh, took the little that God trusted him with, and he blessed it. He presented it before the Father. This is the result of great gain or great wealth, which demonstrates itself in the fruits of our godliness and content. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain, 1 Timothy 6.6. 6. When we are godly and we are content with what we have and we thank God for this, then it begins to increase because days are coming of great trials and a famine and destruction. Not a single kingdom will remain unaffected. The very system will be destroyed. Food will be, but accessing it will be harder. People are not uh, living mostly, for the most part, in people aren't living in farms where they grow their own food. For, for, for the most part, people are in cities, and if food is not coming in, millions of people in cities will be hungrier. And this will be terrible because they never experienced what true famine is like or hunger. Today, one-tenth of the population eats uh, in full or eats until uh, they're satisfied, but 90% is hungry. This is statistically. We, say the, we may say this is impossible, 90% of the people in the world don't eat enough. They're, they're, they want to, but they don't have enough. And they're ready to eat uh, anything, anything at that point. But others have so much that they throw it away, they take and just throw out, and millions of tons of food is thrown out where there they don't have enough food. This talks about the great wisdom of man. They can't distribute, they would have been able to distribute the food, no, uh, because the leaders of these, uh, that stand ahead of these things is are people that care about money. They don't care about the lives of men, but they care about how much more wealth and uh, control they can have. 
The fruit of godliness and contentment is identified as a demonstration of love to God, which receives satisfaction because it is able to honor God and fulfill His will, demonstrated in His commandments and His regulations. If you love me, keep my commandments, John 14, 15. Jesus says this to his disciples. I'm not worried about emotions with which you love me or in prayer you try to show, uh, Lord, I, I love you and you say this based on that what you're feeling in the moment, but God said, I don't want you to depend on what you're feeling feelings because they keep changing even having love in these feelings you will be continually unfaithful I need you to depend on listening to the word and obeying the word that you hear if you love me keep my commandments and so according to scripture fulfilling God's commandments is called to allow God or it's called to hallow God, or we are called to hallow God in uh, when we fulfill God's commandments. Fulfilling God's commandments means to hallow the name of the Lord. That is, fulfill the commandments of the Lord is to hallow the name of the Lord. God's commandments identify God's property and ownership. The fulfilling His commandments blesses God, honors God, is the demonstration of the love we give to God, quenches, quenches the hunger and thirst of God, is, the, is us worshiping God, and acknowledging of our authority over ourselves. First, fulfilling the specific commandment is giving God your tithes and offerings according to the, to the instructions and norms of holiness, which was known to man since the time of the Garden of Eden, and that from the time of the Garden of Eden had been violated or broken by men, which is why men were driven out from the Garden of Eden where a person was able to come into the presence of God's face, and consequently because of this, he was deprived of the wealth and glory that came from that face of God. Yet from the days of your fathers you have you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? It's very simple. Bring all your tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive them, Malachi 3, 7, 10. God is faithful to his words. If we will be content with the little we have and thank God for the little that we have, he will open for us unusual springs that will uh, will shock the world, literally will shock the world because you can die having a lot of wealth and a lot of food because your stomach is not being able to process that food. Your head will hurt and you will not be able to uh, do other needs if you understand. If you know how some of the millionaires uh, end their or, or how their life ends where they're not able to use the wealth that they have, it's good to have the little and be content in the little and bless God knowing of what's ahead, knowing who God is for us, what He's done for us, who we are to Him. Because for the most part, people who go to churches, they don't know who God is. 
they absolutely don't know who God is. They know the uh, rules that may have been, uh, they've been forced to do. They pervert the truth. Look at the glory or glorious temples of the Orthodox churches that worship God in the way they do, and also they worship idols or, or statues and idols. You can't worship saints. Of uh, uh, This is, uh, according to Scripture, not a single person is able to be not, 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 not any. No person is to be worshipped, including the Mother of Christ. People worship her. People call her like the 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 median. She, they pretty much consider her uh, as the Son of God. And so he, she is not. She was holy, but she and she was great because she received grace from God. She had humility. She had humility to obey the commandments that she heard from her parents. She grew up in a family of Christian people, of believers who, who, uh, where she learned this and she would. From her youngest of age, uh, she worshipped God. She lived uh, according to God's will, and he, God saw her humility and gave her grace for that reason. God gives grace to the humble, not those that resist God with their mind and look for what God has forbidden them to search for. If God blessed, blessed you with money, that means that he wants to in some way, use this money to build his kingdom, and you need to understand that. You can't absolutely just uh, use money as will uh, in this case, those who have little or much. For our money to be blessed before God, it is necessary for us to separate our tithes and our offering and honor God and demonstrate our love and not look for the increase of money but seek God's face and then God will take care of the materialistic part because there are terrible days coming that will shake the entire foundation of the world and God will then show the difference between those saints that did honor God with tithes and offerings, who honored according to his instructions. They demonstrated their love to God. They honored God. They worshipped worshipped before him, and they understood what that meant. Because in this way they said, Lord, I am your possession, your belonging. Every time we honor God with our tithes and offerings, we tell God, Lord, I am the most holy, I'm yours. And because I'm the most holy, I'm your daughter, I'm your son, I bring to you this tithe from my house. I separate it. We need to understand that. Let us stand up and we will worship the Lord. We will serve him in our tithes and offerings. We will demonstrate our love. We will acknowledge his unquestionable authority over ourselves. This is our moment in the service every time when we chop the root of all evil, when hell begins to become ashamed and the heavens are glory in glory and glorified. 
the angels at such a service rejoice because they see how the people are worshiping God and what's happening in their heart. They are in great awe and joy. This is God's food, and God is satisfied and is nourished by this food. This is his hunger and thirst, and we quench it. And so, let us sing. Every time when Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses, the temple of Solomon, they were required as a command that God had given to Moses. It was a revelation that he had given him to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation, which they 
continued to do and were faithful to for thousands of years. We're those, we are that same Israel. We're connected to those same roots. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hand over your tithes and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have sustenance within your house. I do not give in impurity. I do not give in sorrow. And I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, May your heavenly windows be open to me, and may your blessing come without end. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated.